0: Dig this. I
1: know winners got a hot hand. Place your bets, ladies and gentlemen. I know winners got a hot hand. Place your
2: bets, place your bets. Who wants to come? Six the point. Who wants to come? Six the point. Place your bets, ladies and gentlemen.
3: Hello and welcome back to Rotomoon Podcast, aka actual gene stealing. I'm your host, Karen Panero, and tonight I'm joined by Nick Donovati, Jack Harpster, Hello. and our special guest, Justin Cook. Special. Very special. So tonight we want to talk a little bit about the new hotness in 40k, that being the recently released Gene Stealer Cultist book. And we might do a quick recap of Battle for Salvation Tournament at the end. So, so here we have the nice new Gene Stealer Cultist book. So... On the outset, what do y'all feel about Gene Stealers as an actual competitive army in the current meta?
2: It's, it's super good. It seems very MSU oriented, which is it's, good. It's like I a breath of fresh good. air. oh and... well,
0: yeah, it's it's a very like it it definitely compounds the more units you have. Like it's an army that does not work as a Death Star army because its special rules all get more
3: powerful the more powerful the more units you have which i think is cool so it's basically the ultimate msu army so let's take a step back here let's go over some of the main special rules and why Gene that cultists kind of are throwing a wrench into everyone's plans so i guess the first thing that we have to talk about is the cult ambush special rule which i know there's a lot of uh controversy on it right now in terms of is it or is it not infiltrate but uh rules as written basically You're able to, instead of infiltrating, you can roll on the Cult Ambush table, and you can do one of six different things. You can either walk on normally, you basically outflank, or you basically are then able to set up anywhere on the table that is anywhere from nine inches away to three inches away from an enemy unit. Now, the biggest things that they have going for them are the five and six rolls. On a roll of five on Cult Ambush, the Ambushing unit can immediately make a bonus shooting attack as if it were the shooting phase. Uh, They do not cause morale checks for any casualties, but they do have the pinning special rule, which is really nice for an MSU army. And then, of course, the sixth rule, you can set up the ambushing unit anywhere on the table that is three inches away from an enemy unit. And unlike other units that that infiltrate or arrive from reserves, the ambushing unit can charge in their first turn or the turn they arrive from reserves.
0: That is stupid good. And basically the entire army gets to do this, and and if you don't like your roll, uh, the, the mega formation uh, lets them all, if they want, at the beginning of the turn, go back into reserves so that they can try again for the charge. one.
3: Yeah, so it's yeah. also important to note that uh, you can all, all units have the return to the shadows rule, so they can all jump back into ongoing reserves. And if you take your giant formation, everything is getting back d6 models per unit. Now, I know a lot of people are jumping on the idea of like, oh, let me take 20 strong model units, do a lot of damage, and then when I'm like at half strength, go back into shadows, cult ambush, and get d6 models back. But personally, I think if you're running a hyper MSU army for cultists, the way that I personally is probably the better way to run it, the having D6 uh, models replenished in the unit is just kind of like an extra icing on the cake. It's not something to be really like focused on when building an army, though. All right, so yeah, what are sure. some of the like a standout units that you see in this book? Uh,
0: I think you want to start with uh, standout formation, I think. In my mind, the Subterranean Uprising is really strong, which is just the one that lets you take which lets you roll two dice instead of one for your ambush rolls.
2: Yep. And, and you don't one. even have to take a Primus, so you can take just, like, the Metamorphs and the Hybrids. The Primus is really good. Like, it's... So, yeah, so it's to break good. down what the formation is, it's zero to one Primus, uh, one to three units of Hybrid Metamorphs, which are kind of, uh, kind of elite choice Assault units, um, and then two to four units of Acolyte Hybrids, and then zero to three units of aberrants, which are kind of like ogren things. Uh, hybrids are like... Uh, I guess the closest equivalent would kind of be like Imperial Guard veterans, but combat-oriented. Uh, the the thing to note here with all of these, I said like the metamorphs are elite and everything like that. These units are 40 and 45 points a unit. An entire unit of five of them is, is cheap as dirt. So like... Taking they'll still, they'll still seven units the unit of these is bikes. 300 points. Yeah. It, it's, it's stupidly cheap.
3: Like yeah, you're like talking he,
2: about taking like 20 units over the course of your army and, and spending maybe like seven 800 points for 20 units? It's kind of nuts.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're like guardsmen, but instead of having to walk across the table, they get to deploy right next to your opponent. So yeah. so
2: yeah and Jack do you want to cover the the rules for the uprising actually because that's really where the the, the fun stuff is
0: yeah, yeah let me yeah so let me pull it up I mean the big the big one is you get a bunch of, of fairly useful units the cheap infantry squads mm-hmm. uh, that can they can do work I think they can each shoot and they can each charge pretty well right so that they can make use of the double shooting or the the charging on deployment right
2: i mean you can kit them out to to shoot but you're really just fishing for the six the um the Pushing special rule, yeah the special rules uh for the subterranean so, uprising is where it really shines um they have the rule so where, they must yeah yeah go ahead
0: basically they they all must deploy using cold ambush <clears throat> and when rolling on the table instead of rolling one die they roll two and pick one yep. so that's that really evens out your odds. Op- to get those sixes if you're rolling more dice you're gonna get more sixes that's just how it works um it doubles your odds of getting of getting a six and anything that doesn't get a six can go in the opposite corner or if it can shoot it go right next to a unit it can it can hurt, and then it can go back into reserves and try again the following turn you know so that's pretty strong and the other thing is uh the other rule uh, is if the unit in this formation has been joined by a Primus, you may roll three dice instead of one when rolling on the cold ambush table for this unit and selecting one of the results. That's a lot less strong, because um, it only benefits one unit out of the, out of it, but you can still make a, a scary unit of a aberrance and add the Primus to it and then just be a big threat because, you know, roughly 50% chance that you roll a six and, and get them.
2: So that, that's that, a you can make point. a really scary unit guess. out of a Yeah, and I think the aberrants all have, like I said, they're like the ogre'n kind of things. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. They it all turns out right ogre'n off. would be good if you could just charge right out of reserve on if any they, unit on the board. That's true. That's yeah. true. And these all come with uh, effectively uh, power weapons. I think, right? Power picks. I don't know. What this uh,
0: is. I think you can give them power picks for
2: a certain amount of points. I think they, they come with they come with power picks, they and you can buy them hammers. Yeah, yeah. So, Actually, so the yeah, hammers yeah. are a free swap. That's pretty cool. Yeah,
0: the hammers. So what's the difference between picks and hammers?
3: Uh, picks are, I believe, plus two strength, AP three, and your hammers are going to be uh, hammers. Up, uh, times two. No, they're Wait, right here. Plus three, uh, plus strength. three strength, AP two. But then they're going to be yeah. two-handed, unwieldy, and specialist. Uh, the yeah, thing so here yeah, is I, that... They're well, yeah, hammers. Yeah, essentially.
0: But the other yeah. thing is they have Rending Claws anyway. So they have yeah. Rending Claws anyway for the light stuff, and then you take a bunch of power hammers and run in and strength AP2 the crap out of something.
3: Yeah. The other thing to remember is that it's a free switch, and that Aberrant's are only Initiative 2 anyway, so they're probably swinging last, so there's no reason not to take all hammers on them for thunder Hammers.
2: That's true. Yeah. Actually like, the picks unwieldy anyway. So Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. You know, why would you why would you oh, not yeah. ever just take hammers? That's weird. Yeah, you go with the hammers. Yeah. I mean
0: That's they're called. they're expensive and they're really fragile.
2: Don't they cost um, a lot
0: of points for hammers? Wouldn't
1: that be the reason not
0: to no, take they're, hammers? No, they oh, free, free switch. switch. Yeah, they're a free swap. No. Seems weak. Yeah. Because so you always <laughs> take the the power hammers. Yeah. But they I mean if they get caught out in the open, they are going to die very quickly. So they, they are kind of a one-shot thing that's going to just annihilate something and then die. Because the Toughness, toughness 4 with two wounds and a five-up save no pain, which, you know, it's fairly durable, but they're
2: 30 points apiece, so that's, that's not enough. Yeah, so, they kind of cut into your MSU-ness because, like, a unit of four of them is 120 points, which is the same as four points of Accolade Hybrids. Or well, three like, units of I like hybrids. the
0: formation that lets you roll three of them, taking a unit of four with power hammers, and you have one unit that's like, all right, get them. You know, you have one yeah. unit that can really handle the hard targets. It the doesn't hard targets.
3: Yeah, um, it doesn't necessarily have to be like a Death Star, but it is something that can really beat face. Before it's we very go fun. on, it's though.
0: It's a throwaway unit. But
3: yeah, I think it can be effective. Yeah, before we go on, we'd be remiss not to talk about the four independent characters they have here. Which I think really make the army function. So yeah, you have but... uh, the Primus, you have who is your basic like leader command dude. You have your Magus, who is your uh, psyker, who can roll on the wonderful psychic tree. You have your Patriarch, who is like the super gene stealer, and then you have the Icon Ward, who basically carries around this banner that is really good. Now all four of the characters auto pass lookout Sirs and can look at sir, in a challenge. So basically any unit they're joined, they're just getting free ablative wounds. On top of that, each of them has a 12-inch aura that give friendly units different things. So the uh, Magus gives a um, Adamantium Will within 12 inches. The Patriarch gives Fearless within 12 inches. The Primus gives Hatred within 12 inches, which is really good combined with the Subterranean Uprising. And then finally, your acolyte icon ward, the banner dude, he will give you a feel-no-pain 6-up within 12 inches, and anything that already has feel-no-pain, add one to their feel-no-pain rolls. So it's not very hard to suddenly have aberrants that, you know, while they're only tough to spore and 5-up save, they're going to have a feel-no-pain just by taking an icon ward next to them.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can add them all to the aberrants and make a fairly fairly durable unit, especially since... um... The the magus can be level 2 on telepathy, the patriarch can be level 2 on telepathy, and the primus can be level uh, nothing. I thought he could be level 1. So, but the patriarch, so you get four rolls on telepathy for either shrouding, which benefits, which is also a bubble, you know. And if you deploy right in cover with shrouding, with all your units, that's pretty hard to kill for a lot of things. Um, and if you have invis, you can just cast it on your big unit of uh, with your characters and your aberrants. I mean, it's still not going to be super durable, but it's it might make it too big of a pain to kill for your opponent when they need to shoot away all your wimpy little squads.
2: I guess another thing that bears mentioning is uh, this book has its own psychic tree in it. They have the Brunbind discipline. Which has uh has some pretty cool abilities in and of itself. I mean, shrouding and, and invisibility are clearly like extremely powerful psychic abilities. Um, but they have some really strong abilities of their own. Uh their their level six is actually summoning. Like they summon units for free. And uh it can be a warp charge uh, two or three ability. They summon? Uh they can summon the warp charge two version of telepathic summons. Uh, from Broodmind, is um, 5 Acolyte Hybrids, 5 Metamorphs, uh, 10 Neophytes, um, and then the Warp Charge 3 of it is 10 Acolyte Hybrids, 10 Hybrid Metamorphs, 4 Aberrants, 8 Pure Strain Gene Stealers, or 20 Hybrids. Uh, In any case, these units can be equipped with any upgrades for free, but they can't take a dedicated transport. (laughs)
0: And the the other really strong thing: the units arrive using cult ambush. Yeah, like, so you can bring really. on a
2: big shooty
0: unit, give it all the best shooting weapons, and have it double tap them. Or you can bring it on, and it can charge out of. Yeah, that that power is really strong.
2: That yeah, dumb. that's really good. Like, oh yeah, and by the way, here's eight gene stealers. Oh, and they're charging you now. Have fun. Yep. Or
0: it's like. Uh, here's, here's 10 acolytes with rock cutter lasers shooting you, or whatever
2: they're called. You also, uh, something to note here is that because this is happening in the psychic phase, uh, it bypasses intercept. Uh, so like things like yeah. cow that could actually chew you up when you're coming on from ongoing reserve or what have you. Uh, it won't be able to do anything to stop this, really.
0: Yeah, you can place, uh, you can place eight gene sealers right next to them. Yeah, uh, that's that's pretty scary. Yeah, and and because it's it's a summoning power, but they don't deep strike; they just cult ambush. Means it's
2: really reliable. Yeah, or twenty twenty like have have And because they aren't deep striking, you can spread them out as long as they're more than three inches away. You could spread them out and just multi-charge an entire riptide wing, and now it's screwed. You
0: know, Wait, basically. Wait, hang dead. on. The units arrive using cult ambush, which means. Uh, so your prime, or whoever's casting this, right? Your magus is on like the left, the right, the right side of the board, right?
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: there's an objective like on the far left side of the board that you need to control. Mm-hmm. You just you can just cast this and just place yeah. twenty hybrids completely ringing the objective. Yep, on the opposite side of the board.
3: Yep. and That's that dumb. Yep, and that cult ambush roll. All you need to is roll a three up, and then you can place them pretty much wherever. That
0: is dumb. Yeah, it's a really uh, strong
2: power. The other powers are pretty... a lot weaker. They have mind control, which is nice. Uh, uh, yeah, that's... Uh, it's not old. vehicle, so you can't take over a knight or something like that, but you can take over like a wraith knight. Or a yeah, red so it's old... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I forget
0: the power's name. I cast all the time, though. Puppet uh, Master. It's old power- Puppet, Master. It was Puppet yeah. Master, but you can't target vehicles. Yeah. Yep.
3: Very very solid stuff. Also one final thing, uh, they have a relic for the Magus that can make him level three, which everyone's going to take obviously. And Uh, both the uh, the, their two psychers are also able to roll on Biomancy, which is a nice return for old nids. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. I mean you know if you have to, can the Primarch? The Primarch is a psyker, right? Yeah. The Primarch can roll like Iron Arm and go ham, but I think you probably want to roll on. Either telepathy or brood because shriek's still really strong in an MSU list like that. So, iron arm OP. Iron arm is OP. Yeah, we know how you feel. Man.
3: <laughs> Besides the uh, subterranean uprising, what are y'all's thoughts to like some of the more competitive builds right away? You,
1: y'all
2: isn't a word in the English language, camera. Y'all, y'all.
0: He's from Texas, Nick. He's from Texas.
2: <sighs> okay, ignore ignore the, the English language for a second. Let's talk about army list. So I think their Decurion is really strong. Um, just yeah. going off of that whole MSU idea, I like if you're going to take one giant unit to kind of bunker your, uh, your characters in, you might want to consider... Um, you might want to consider like a big unit of, of Acolyte and Neophytes and then the uh, the Brood Coven, because the Brood yeah, Coven... Patriot.
0: They're not going to run away.
2: Yeah, they're, fear, they're already getting Fearless from the Patriarch, Hatred, and Adamantium Will. In addition, because of this uh, this formation thing it, that comes with all three characters, uh, it gives them Fleet, Counterattack, and Preferred Enemy. So the unit has Fearless, Adamantium Will, uh, Fleet, Counterattack, Preferred Enemy and, um, Hatred. And, uh, also, if you're taking the big Decurion, uh, they get, they get Infiltrate already, and then they also get Shrouded.
3: The shrouding's only for turn one, correct?
2: I think so, yeah. But still, that's a giant unit of Shrouded, Fearless, a billion Special Rules, Gene Stealer guys that are yeah. also, like, cheap as, like, nothing. The Neophytes, I think, are even cheaper than the Acolyte hybrids. Yeah, it's fifty for yeah. ten. So they're five points a model. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm looking at like
0: I'm looking at the accolade hybrids, and these, these guys are really good. Yeah. For eight points a model, they come with four attacks on the charge. As strength four rending. For for forty points for five, that's that's really good. That's gonna that's gonna damage vehicles pretty good. That's gonna chew up light squads. I mean, gonna, you know, I mean, that'll kill, like... Warp Spiders won't have a very fun time if they get charged by a pair of those units, you know? Oh, Things never like mind. That.
2: Okay, so I'm going to retract that. Don't take a big unit of Neophyte Hybrids. Take a big unit of Acolyte Hybrids. I didn't realize you could take up to 20 of these guys in a unit.
3: Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, they're yeah. pretty
2: good on the charge. Uh, those are the guys with the rending Claws and that you want hitting... With all those special rules, because twenty of those guys with rending claws is eighty. One One hundred sixty. No, it's eighty, right? Because it's twenty times four. They're eight points apiece. No, no, no I meant no for no attacks. attacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 80. No attacks. It's eighty attacks with hatred. Oh, oh, oh! I see. I see. I see. And grenades and yeah. I told you, yeah. I mean, this
1: that army charge Barkstar star would die.
2: That's a lot of attacks, Nick. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah,
3: we'll, we'll <laughs> get to that in a second, though. And all But I just want to prove Jack wrong. <laughs> okay.
0: uh, I mean, you're going to be I doing still don't know if it
2: wounds, kills right? Barkstar for the entire army. Twenty charges. wounds
0: for this is a twenty-man unit, right? A twenty-man unit uh, does ten. does forty hits twenty wounds? 10 go through the invuln, and this is only if you go first and you get a 6 on this unit. It does. No. 10 wounds through the, invuln, through the invuln, and then they're going to take Feel No Pain within 3 inches of objective, so you're gonna definitely forgot 6. to 6.6 if you gave them 40 hits. And
3: they forgot the hatred, Jack. Okay, 60
0: hits. That, okay. that does change things. 30 wounds, 15. So 10 wounds go through, you kill 10 dogs. Okay, so you kill 10 dogs and you do this with, you know, six of these squads, and that's the park starts that jack yeah. You can't do this with six squads. If you have six squads, you're going to do it with one squad. Okay, well, like I said, you can do it turn four, or turn three, or turn two. But if you're or doing turn it one. turn four, then you're hitting on fives through Invis, and they're going to re saves, and they're going to have a three up Involm. You know, they're having some confluence of rules yep, they that have
1: means you just don't Sanctuary and invis and veil all at the same
0: time they just have that they're gonna have two of those maybe Maybe. they're gonna have at least two of those maybe and i mean if you still probably if you charge in such a way that one of their two-up armor characters is anywhere near the front pile in and tank hold their two on a Uh, two-up re-rollable minus all all the rends as well charge a bark star kill it okay I mean, I played Barkstar. I've been, you know, it's not fair. You can throw as many attacks as you want, but you're just wasting your time because you're not going to get...
1: Uh, but that was with real powers. This is fake ITC powers. It does change a lot.
3: That is Unless a good
1: point. I say, it does not change 80, a lot.
3: 80 much. attacks,
0: rerolling to hit, hitting on fives. Well, I was rerolling it as hatred.
1: It's I said rerolling on to hit. Force. It's actually better than hitting on fours.
0: With a reroll, we'll say you are going to be doing, like, three wounds. Maybe. That's just wrong. 40 hits. That's being generous.
1: What's a wound on? There's no strength six. Right.
0: No, they're four. Strength four.
1: Right, 20 wounds. You killed five dogs.
0: Uh, low pain. They're
3: going to have... Whatever.
0: So so remember, that's cool.
3: just... Remember, that's your basic troop charging a full-powered Bark star. That's one unit. That's Twenty guys. That's 160 points.
1: But don't you have like a hundred thousand of these guys? You like, do.
3: That's the point. point. If,
0: you're, if you're making, if you're making 20 man units, you're gonna have a hundred thousand of them. You're gonna have them, which is not enough over the course of the game because once you power up, as you said, you're only doing three wounds, and then you annihilated because they have counterattack and a billion attacks, and they reroll the hit as well. All so
1: right. There you have it. Gene Stiller called Campy Park Star. It's terrible. Let's move on.
2: okay all right well that that was quick but i'm glad i got my way also barkstar you know it's it's not i mean barkstar
0: isn't a very good list in itc so if you get past the first couple rounds your chance of hitting one is pretty it's also the
2: percentage that you're going to see it like if you go to lvo and lvo is a 512 person tournament at this point or something like that right yeah uh like yeah how many people are gonna play Barkstar at LVO? Like, think of an actual percentage. Like, five percent—that's twenty-five people. Like, think of if you'd even expect to see twenty-five people with Barkstar at LVO.
0: Yeah, I mean, Barkstar isn't isn't a big
2: deal at ITC tournaments. Yeah, you're probably gonna see like ten people, so it's two percent of the field. So, eh. you're mostly gonna see so, While This though, well,
0: this not counter Barkstar. Plenty of lists counter. Star. So once you get past the first couple
3: rounds, you don't have to worry about Barkstar. You don't have to worry about Barkstar in general. So with that being said now, what does this list excel at taking out in the meta?
0: Eldar. It loves Eldar. You charge all their random little units and you kill them. You charge their Warp Hunters, you kill them, you charge their... You shoot, you double tap into their... Into their jet bikes and you kill them. You charge into their warp spiders and you kill them. The only thing you can't kill super easily is the wraith knight. But one model is not enough to swing a game back in their favor.
2: Actually, you can kill the wraith knight too because you have a billion rending attacks. So
3: yeah, I say the That's wraith knight you dies can do
2: with hatred. Wraith knight just yeah. dies in a fire. Yeah, he's just dead. I think you're
3: underestimating
1: yeah. the Eldar chances here. If the Eldar can get past deployment, it gets a lot easier for them. I'm getting cool. the past deployment is hard, but if they can do it.
3: Don't forget, Nick. Okay. Even if I they mean, hit you... past deployment, half your the Gene Stalkers' cults can just go back in reserve and pop up again on a six later on. That's the Eldar aren't either.
0: ever really have a chance to consolidate. They're going to keep getting hit until they just die. No,
3: yeah, like like, they're going to take a hit, turn it one. It they're going
0: to take a hit, turn two.
1: Eldar can't play like an Eldar army, which sucks for them. They basically have to castle in the corner, kind of like Tao, and just put up screens and, and shoot their way across the board, like just clear. Area to like advance. They yeah.
2: can't just be in every corner. That's just stupid. Yeah, because once they're in every yeah. corner, then the Gene Sealer cult pops up in every corner and bad things. So they have to pretend they're a tower army for, for th- the game,
1: which sucks for them. But that's how you do it.
3: Really, it kind of I feel like Gene Sealer's is going to be a meta-defining list, not because it's going to be like stupidly overpowered, but because it's going to keep a lot of other lists in check. In any, I mean, I parameter. think
0: it's strong. I think it's strong against the field.
2: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's definitely like, like, strong.
0: It's powerful, which are random units popping up. I think the things that make gene Circle strong are good against just everything. You know, deploying good assault units out of reserve and charging immediately, like two inches away from your opponent, uh, is really strong. I think. they handle Deploying all. some really it's good shooting unit,
3: Yeah. So let's talk quickly about the hybrid metamorphs because. Nick asked a question about, like, how well Gene Sailor cults can actually deal with Imperial Knights. high metamorphs, I feel, are one of the main answers to some of the tougher armies. They're an elite choice. They're 45 points for a unit of five metamorphs. Weapons go 4, strength 4, toughness 3, one wound initiative 4 with two attacks, they have two close combat weapons, so three attacks, four in the charge. Pretty solid. They have Rending Claws and... Uh, per the FAQ as well, you can replace their rending claws and metamorph talon. Uh sorry you replace 45 the forty five point models? No, they uh, are nine point models. Oh
1: they're forty five points a unit.
3: Okay. Yeah yeah. For two points a model, you can give them a metamorph talon, which gives them plus two strength if they're equipped with the weapon. So you have a eleven point model with four attacks on the charge at strength six rending. With grenades. With grenades. Uh,
0: does the Talon stack with the rending claws?
2: Yep. Yes. Yeah, they're both specialist weapons, I think. Right. Can you, well, just so you choose of these one disguise? or the other because six is really good.
3: No, so here's the actual rule For Metamorph Talon, uh, scythe a sorry uh, claw, sorry, Metamorph claw Crush. A model equipped with a Metamorph Claw has plus two strength bonus to its strength during the fight in some phase. So it's literally, if you're equipped with it, you're just given a, a flat plus two bonus to its strength. So you can literally like... I feel like
2: that's something ITC is going to nerf. So I'll say you're either strength six or you have ending, but not both.
0: Yeah, and I mean, the the uh, FAQ from GW took a lot of those. those The bearer has plus one strength. The bearer Jack, has this, that, or the other thing.
3: The, 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 G, hang on. Moving. The GW FAQ actually says that, yes, it works this way where... I'm equipped with it so I can have rending plus 2 strength. On top oh. of that, Frontline Gaming, uh, some of their most recent podcasts, I've also said, specifically said, you're going to be seeing things with uh, Metamorph Claws at strength 6 rending. So ITC is actually okay, advocating this.
0: Well, that yeah. that is cool. Okay. Yeah, they're good.
2: Yeah. Actually, they're both not specialist weapons, so I thought they were, and they're not. They're just basic melee weapons, which...
0: Yeah, so for 55 points, you get you know, you get twenty attacks at Strength Six rending. That's
2: so How good. many
1: of these tard monkeys can you take in an army? Uh,
2: I mean, you get one to three units of them in that uh, uprising formation, and you can take five to ten. Yeah, so you can take five to ten, so you can take unit. sixty of them.
1: So if you just took sixty, can you make the squads bigger or no?
2: I mean, yeah, you can make about a 10. ten
1: man unit. That's, right. You can take at least thirty. All right, so taking like. 120 of these things is like 1100 points give or take
0: yeah that seems pretty no, good 100 they're 11 points each 120 uh, of them would be more than 1100
1: points right. 1300 something points yeah yep so that seems pretty yes.
0: good for like
1: 120 string six or any models that charge places also that fixed park star
0: jack
2: also guys i want to point out something uh reading the decurion thing for this um One of their auxiliary choices is just to take extra units of hybrid metamorphs. Yep, definitely not alive to lose a star.
3: That's really good.
2: Definitely can just take 120 hybrid metamorphs in your Decurion.
3: That's really
2: good.
0: I mean, the the nice part is you can take units of five, and that's just really scary.
2: Yeah. Yeah, very true. Oh my you can take 120 of these things. Why? <laughs> that's so you can take uh, 24 that units. That's units. So dumb. Now oh. the
0: problem is, turn one, on average, four of those units are going to charge, and the rest of them sit there, you know, sucking their thumb. And then turn two, they go back in reserve. And well, turn no, 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 because
2: you're going to have six of those units rolling two d6
3: from the subterranean turn up
2: six of the units rolling two d6. You have to go back so in that's reserve.
3: That's two, so you're going to get. No, you don't five. have
1: to.
2: Okay. You don't so have to, but why would
1: you do that? No, that sounds yeah. terrible. So you, you charge with whatever units charge turn one and then you like you know, just have a hundred models standing in front of their army waiting to charge. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. It doesn't those aren't models aren't just useless all of a sudden. They're just there
3: looking at you. And if you're five man units, it's like you can't really even like even spread your firepower out that much. You guys kill like six of them, that's fantastic. Like six units, whatever. Yeah, that seems really strong. This army's not
1: about charging over and over. I mean, it can be. It's an option, but, like, for the most part, I feel like it's just, like, pressure in your face all the time.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, an MSU pressure, I think. Right. A Riptide Wing is not going to want to see that because they can kill six units, and that's it. Yeah. A
1: Riptide Wing is also 600 points as opposed to 1,000, 1,300, but still,
0: the point. Yeah, but you get my point. And still, you can charge them. You
1: know, yeah, I so. think Tao would be one of the easiest yeah. matches for, the, or Tao would be one of the hardest counters, just, at least if it's Tao with like like Ganyo's Tao with piranhas
2: and red or like right. or like a pure Tao with a lot of Overwatch and Tau, a lot Tau's
0: of a shooting player. in general.
2: <laughs> they Actually, operate. I think
0: I think Ganyo's list would have lost pretty hard to this. Because oh, he's going to play most of his, he's going to play a lot of his stuff. He's got to play piranhas. And you charge a piranha. He, he puts the piranhas in the board, he gets to lose all of his units. All of his piranhas. Uh, I
1: don't think it's that simple. Because
0: he's got four units of three, you just charge them. You don't have to have stuff charges turn we just covered that. Four units is enough to kill four units of three uh, A V ten in the rear, two two hull points. Like you just need to get six four ups. You have twenty attacks per
1: unit? Yeah. Yeah. You don't do that on average.
3: Yeah, but it'll, it'll it'll put oh, on any Tau or on a Firestream wing. I mean, okay, maybe
0: you leave one stunned on the board alive.
1: If you leave one alive, they all leave and come back at full strength and shoot you with four hundred burst cannons.
2: I don't think okay. that's how ITC FAQ'd did though, right? How yeah, no, they ITC said leave not come that back every no. turn.
1: They still come back. No,
2: ITC also,
0: also said. ITC also said that they don't get their models back. What? Yeah, that's ITC what,
2: really... That's what the uh, Ganyo to told the me, the wing. Yeah. It's terrible. I killed one. Yeah. It didn't come back. Yeah, that's why the
0: ITC... Does this army have any why...
1: better way of going first?
0: No. No. I mean, no. well... Uh,
1: that's terrible. Yeah, because no. Because then you yeah. just go first and then do your army's things and then don't care about this army at all. Like, the, in the Ganyo example we just used, it shits out 400 Jones and then doesn't care. In a Death Star example... Not Bargastar, because it'll still die. You shit out a billion powers, and you don't die. You don't care. That sucks. That's not good at all.
3: Well, the only thing I can think of off the top of my head is, one, you can ally with Tyranids. So having two or three Florence is a definite big support for this army. And two, you can also ally with uh, Imperial Guard. I think they have some uh, obscure things where you can get plus one or plus two to Cs, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know. I don't think so anymore. That doesn't sound I don't, I, I'm not no I don't expert. think
0: they do. I'm not an expert in guard but maybe I don't know. I mean, you have a 5 up seas against Eldar essentially cuz they're always going to have a You're
1: going to beat Eldar, that's covered. There's a lot
0: of other armies in the game.
3: Yeah.
1: yeah. I've how never
0: you seen have a entire
1: game.
3: I feel like against how you have a decent shot against them like if especially if Gene Colts go first, tower in serious trouble. Against It also
2: I, very much, I, I will say, this army also very much seems like it wants to go first. Yes, like a lot because, that, like, it, that's what we're like for the Barkstar right example, like, Justin, have you been here? Well, no, I, I, I know. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> but, uh, but I'm saying uh, what I'm just saying is it doesn't play going second very well, even in the end game, because it doesn't have a lot of mobility. All of its infantry and stuff.
0: Well, that's yeah. no, that's not true at all. All your guys oh. hop off the board turn four and then pop wherever they want on the board turn five. Yeah, but if you're oh.
2: going second, it's a bunch of five-man Imperial Guard command squads
0: holding the probably objectives. dead, by yeah, but four, the other guy's not dead.
2: Uh, yeah, that,
0: that too. That's yeah, that, that's a lot more of the problem. Yeah. Because the metamorphs who have a billion
2: attacks, are... Yeah, all these things are also the still made out of the fiber. paper. Like, yeah.
1: imagine a Thunderstar that actually doesn't die to this thing charging it. That'll, oh, that'll yeah. just table
0: you.
2: Oh, yeah. It'll just wipe. Yeah.
0: Like,
1: like, like yeah. I'm going to multi-charge I mean, and pick up
0: eight units a turn. It's also going to win all kinds of. Like, it's going to at least tie on Maelstroms every turn. Because if they double down on kill a unit, they're going to get it. If they They can get in a, one objective at least every turn, they can get kill a unit. So unless they get, like, line break or deny line break, they can drop that one. If they get both, then they're out of point
1: that turn. Yeah, but you're also.
0: But they're actually
1: you're also yeah. gonna not you're gonna give up all your maelstroms because the other guy can just hold an objective against you you're not obsec kill a unit okay yeah 50, my point 000. is so if you're drawing my point is
0: you're going to lose on objectives and but you're not going to make it up necessarily in maelstrom
1: but you're giving up a ton of maelstroms, so you're not really winning maelstrom you're probably a best drawing maelstrom you could win but it's dice rules but you know and then because your army's not good at deny maelstroms at all that's my point so, whatever you're going to get. Which army are we talking so about that. Gene Seal Cult sucks at denying Maelstroms.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's so true. For an MSU so army, so it's. If you're just Maelstrom's. scoring Maelstroms and the other guy's scoring Maelstroms,
1: that's a draw. And then you're not scoring objectives because you're dead. And the other guy scored all his objectives, you
0: lose. Word for word, what I just said. Okay, it didn't sound like that. But okay. Or maybe I was paying
1: attention. I don't
0: know. Probably the second thing.
1: <laughs> whatever. Gene Seal Cult beats
0: Parkstar.
3: All right, enough of that. So, I want to get him going. Again. Uh, no, I'm I know editing you out like, a
0: huge part of this. So. X-E. Oh, great. You're going to edit it out? Nick, you're a fucking moron.
2: That is, <sighs> no, leave yeah. that in. <laughs> leave that in.
3: All right, well, let's take a quick break here, uh, and we'll be right back.
2: Like if you're playing an eight or nine round event, so you're playing LVO, let's say you're playing LVO. It's a nine round event. And that's what I was trying to get out when I said about the, um. Wait, like, what the, if we
1: record this and then have this conversation on the podcast
2: again? No, 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 no. I just uh. want to out there and we can, we can re we can reiterate this, but I, I think, you know, if you're looking at the meta and how many tout lists you're going to see versus how many bark star lists you're going to see, I think it's not, I don't think it's, inaccurate to say you might see 10 bark star lists at lbo with 500 people like you might see you might see 10 to 20 you might see 20 if you're lucky but most likely it'll be like 10 to 20 right what? how many taudar are you going to see you're going to see 300 plus taudar lists if there's like,
0: 500 people there you're going to see a thousand taudar
2: just that's that's what, that's what I'm saying. Awesome. You're gonna see. You're gonna see. Like you're gonna see. Like logically, I'm saying you're going to see a majority be Tau or Eldar. Right.
1: But 40k is not a game where yes. you where you play the averages. It's not like if I just do this hundred times, I should win 80% of my games. So that's fine. Because if you win 80% of your games, you didn't win the tournament because you didn't win 100% of your games. So you have to have a more well-rounded list than that.
2: That's fine, but you can't account for everything.
1: You gotta come as close as you can. If you're trying you to, you gotta come as
2: close as you can. But you've said it yourself before, and in, in the, there's several matchups in this game where you flat out are just playing to outplay your opponent because you know that your list itself isn't just going to beat that person. No, that, that's totally true. Or yeah.
0: Well,
2: but I just, I don't aim to have a that list has that's really good against
0: some other other really groups. bad. Right. But I don't think I aim this, for something that's smooth. I don't think this list. Has like a, a lot. smooth curve curves. instead of I, spikes in a bunch of places. Yeah, yeah. matchups. I
1: can't you know. just like, like what Jack was just saying, it has too many awesome matches and too many terrible matches to be serious for, like, eh. singles competition. Like, I don't know. Like, all the armies have, like, a curve that's pretty flat, a couple, like, kinks in the road, a couple, yeah. just beat matches. But, like, nothing's, yeah. like, so I have 0% chance to win this. This army has a couple, I can't win this at all. Yeah,
2: like, I don't know what it would do. If it doesn't go first, I don't know what it does against like flying monsters creature. Like, what does it yeah, do? Yeah,
1: that's that's one of the things that.
2: Yeah, like like it. FMC, de- FMC, FMC demons, demons are even I fucking was fly that that or day. something. Yeah, like, like that what that the fuck stupid. does it even do? It just mm-hmm. gets Nova off the table. I that's mean, it can still get memories. like have.
1: Yep. Last memories. Auto beats the army in one turn. Yeah, last memory. Exactly, <laughs> last
2: memories just. Pops 24-inch Nova and vapes the entire I mean, army.
1: that's something you can probably just accept as an awful scenario because literally no one plays Last Memories except me in yeah. that one list I made. But it has other hard counters that are more common. Like, I played TJ with Six Flirens. If I played this army against Six Flirens, I would get destroyed. That was round two. You
2: can't yeah. accept that. Yeah, there'd be I. nothing you could do about it, really.
1: Really, though, Six is a hard match for Eldar, and I brought basic pitch Eldar. But you know there was enough room in the match where I could outplay TJ and actually get the win off. Whereas this army, I'm just looking at him getting shot, and there's not, there's no so, skill there. It's just getting though shot. Though I
2: will say, though I will say, if you did run 120 of those things, and you got four units to charge on turn one, that's, and they were 10 man units, which they aren't that expensive to, so 10 man units really isn't that bad. Uh, they're 110 points, so. So, a i with 40 or 50 hybrid metamorphs into 6 flyerants, I'm pretty sure the flyerants would be dead.
1: That's never going to happen. Like, ever. Why? Like, if I was going second and I was a Tiernan player, I wouldn't deploy my flyerants.
3: So then what do you deploy against him is the problem? You deploy because he's going to if charge. If I was a
1: Tiernan army in ITC where I have no outcomes, oh, I would 1,000% play like Sporebind Formation.
2: Okay. They charges the spore mine information turn 1 because he's still hmm. charging it with 40 or 50.
0: Then I, I roll
1: a 4 up on one unit and
0: I
2: don't get tabled. Also, every unit that just charged in is dead. Also true. Uh not if you charged intelligently, like if you spread them out.
1: That's hard to do that but sure.
2: You have no, a couple it's not. Of green you've green done steelers. that before yourself. Justin, it's really it, that's a pretty irrelevant point at this point of this conversation. <laughs> uh, I don't know that it is because you <laughs> just said that literally everything was dead and you you know you you know for a fact that not everything is going to be dead. Also is okay, that recurring okay. thing. So they go back to into roll the wound. Oh, yes.
1: You have 60
2: gene stealers charging and only 40 of them died. Sorry. Yeah, and then they go back into reserve and they get four, five, D, six of them back. And then you get tabled by the six lines. Well, and then you potentially get, get tabled, tabled by the, by the six lines.
0: Justin, yeah. Justin, are you just arguing how... He's just arguing because he wants to
1: not...
2: No, 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 no. I'm He's arguing that
0: it's not quite as completely terrible as we're saying it is. You're not arguing that it's favored. No, I'm not arguing that it's... Right, so let's that just...
2: I'm saying that, that you have that to play it. Yeah, it's still it's still not great. It's awful. It's playable.
3: I will say, though, Gene Sealer Cults is a very interesting list because besides its hyper-MSU nature, it really punishes reserve-heavy lists. And I know things like Eldar, we've already talked about a million times, um, Gladius trying to play the reserve game, or really any other list that's Gladius kind of would like... Be a hard oh, yeah. Did this, you see
2: so... that the Decurion gives a plus-one, minus-one to reserves? So it gives a plus-one to you and a minus-one to your opponent?
1: I think Gladius would be a hard
0: counter to this, but that's also... Yeah. Dependent on stuff. I feel like Gladius I, has a pretty big advantage here. And now, going just back to the metagame, no, Gladius just is super popular at LVO. So, like, you, know, you can't just... Yeah. Just because they also have a lot of units. that can also kill your units pretty efficiently.
1: And you can just screen the charge stupid easy with your rhinos and then just shoot 400 bolter shots at them and then they're all dead.
0: Right. Plus, if they're running Lion's Blade, they overwatch on full, which is... Oh, which is, God. Yeah. Oh god
2: yeah i mean that's that's painful
3: Jeez. yeah dark angel gladius is not fun to play against
2: no dark angel gladius sounds bullshit holy crap so
3: the takeaway
0: <laughs> here is they have hard counters and barkstar is not one of them i think barkstar is one of their hardest counters but We're not let's, just, let's just agree disagree <laughs>
2: Don't no, think that they wrong. do well against any of the Imperial Death Stars because, like, what, what are they going to do versus Thunderwolf Star? I think that.
0: Would I don't think awesome. they do well against any Death Stars in existence. Yeah.
1: Unless they, they get well to drop against, one of them. I don't think if they, they do get well the drop on them. Uh, Death maybe. Death I think they maybe, be, but I think they could beat Demon Death Stars. You do? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, I think if I think if forty of them charged like Screamer Star and it wasn't buffed, yeah, but like.
3: Well, no, not even that though, because when you think about it, like. The big thing and the easiest way to beat a demon Death Star is to capitalize on the turn when it's basically depowered down, Grim failed, or a power to go off. And by the fact that you're able to basically constantly cycle units on and off the table, you can then basically choose what turn you can actually prey upon that weakened star. Uh, Well, in my experience playing demons, Nick's kind of
0: dropping right here, so I'll take up the mantle of demon player. In my experience, if, you're, if your plan is to capitalize on. If your plan for winning is capitalize on the turn he fails his grim X, Y, Z, the other thing, that's a terrible plan. Because there's a good chance that it just doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, or there's a good chance that when it happens, you're just not in a position to capitalize on it. Like, what if it's one of those turns where all you guys are going back into reserves instead of coming out of reserves? Like, okay, you missed your shot, you missed your window. What if turn one, you have the Drone Star in terrain in front shielding the uh, Screamer Star? Like, you don't want to charge four units into the Drone Star. That probably doesn't end well for them.
2: If it, it probably
0: ends fine for them, honestly.
2: Yeah, I was going to say.
0: But then then you get to do demon things. First, oh, if the Drone Star... Is I mean, the so only human. way the Demon Army is going to win that game is by doing demon things. But But I'm saying not. that if you do that, you get to... You get to survive a late game to do demon things. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, like,
1: at any point for squads charging Screamer Star could just suck. Yeah.
2: yeah. Or, or if even, you just throw away, even if you're just throwing away, like, 20 guys and hope, like, one guy lives in within range of the Patriarch to stay fearless. Like,
1: are these things all
0: fearless or no?
2: Within uh, 12
3: inches
0: of the Patriarch, Patriarch they are. How tough is his patriot to kill? He's a super um a twenty man up? unit that he can auto look out all lookout mm. And he's also a um what,
2: what's the unit called? He's a uh unit also potentially has psychic oh. like cuffs and so, like crappy feel no pain. Yeah, he he's basically like a super lictor,
0: Basically. A broodlord, perhaps? Something yeah, yeah he's like he, he's he's a broodlord.
3: Yeah, yeah broodlord. He's,
0: a, <laughs> he's essentially a broodlord. Um yeah, I don't. I mean,
1: I think demons can win this game because demons can find their way to a win in almost any match. But like, I don't. I I think demons actually struggle.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's not one of their most fun matchups, but it's definitely not like a you get charged turn one lose the game game over.
1: Game no, but I mean, if they're all fearless and like they just charge intelligently, you're not making tied up by nonsense really easy, and that sucks. And then, like, you might not be able to do stuff. And then if you start summoning, like, an idiot, then, like, you get in horrible multi-combats. just lose combat by a billion. But if you don't summon, then you can't kill nearly enough fast enough. Although fadey has got a Nova, and he's going to Nova his way through everything, and that's going to be beautiful. So who
0: knows? That's a classic Nick uh, sentence. He starts out thinking one thing, realizes something, and ends up thinking it's fine. (laughs) I mean, you can also have your heralds rolling on uh, Zinj, right? You yeah. can just go for the Nova. The thought crossed my mind. might do that. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's pretty strong. Two up, four up is better than three of real ones, though. Actually, I think three of real ones is better than two up. I mean, you roll Fady first if you get Cursed Earth. And if you get... Um, that's mythical. <laughs> if you get four up and Volnoff of Divination, nice. Then you can roll, see what you get. I mean, it's pretty contextual. Let's just assume that doesn't happen. That's mythical. That's like saying if AD rolls Invis, you don't need Cursed. Earth. You're the guy who always rolls Endurance Invis when you're running your Dickworm Star. That doesn't happen.
1: And when that happens in
3: testing, I feel like I did roll it. And then it doesn't happen in tournaments. That is fair. All right. So let's um, let's move on here. Uh, any final thoughts on Gene Sailor Code- Codex?
0: They're definitely good. But... I think they suffer from what we were talking about earlier, which is a lot of very swingy matchups.
1: They're just too gimmicky. They're cool. It's a shame that their MSU, like hyper MSU, as a style, Because, like that's not my style
2: at all. But I would totally play them because they're cool. Yeah, I might play them just because I actually own this army, as far as uh, a bunch of converted guardsmen go. But just you don't. That, there's no monsters in this army. Do you know how? I, I I'll just run firends. <laughs> And then it'll just slowly morph into just ants, and I'll take the gene sealer called out and then I'll just be playing ants again or something. Justin, where'd all the gene sealers go? They became four Yeah, exactly. They just became ants, Jack. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs>
3: As a final quick part of our podcast, we're going to have a quick recap of uh, Battle for Salvation from our three main hosts here. So let's start off with uh, Jack here. How was your Battle for Salvation this year?
0: Oh, BFS was good. It's always good. I I enjoy going to it. It's, in my opinion, per like, it's not one of the bigger tournaments, but for the size, it's the best, like, per capita, kind (sighs) of. Um it's always a lot of fun. It's always well run and there's always a lot of people there who know what they're doing. Um it's it's basically like the final four rounds of Nova. So, um
3: cool. So, uh, what did you take uh how what was your record overall and any notable matchups you had? Uh so I went 4 and 2.
0: Um first couple rounds I had some kind of MSU Tau sort of thing. I was playing uh, Gladius and I managed to just grab them off the table. Big newer players so were... um, Well, that's not true. One of them seemed like a newer player. So he was just kind of getting used to what Tau did. And the other one was consciously not taking things like Riptide Wing, which, no, I can respect that, but it's going to hurt you. He was playing like triple uh, hammerheads. You know, then I played. Oh, I played Sean. After that, Sean Sean's really really good. We had a really nice game, really close game. I lost to him by I think a point, maybe two. Uh, he ended up placing second, so I feel really nice. I feel really good about that. Then I beat somebody, and then I beat Zach, and then I uh, lost by again like to Andrew Gagno for the finals of second bracket. So I feel pretty good about how I did.
3: Cool. Sounds like a fun experience. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Awesome. All right, Nick, how about you? Would you play any little matchups, any highlights? I played
1: the most original Eldar Army in the world. Nothing conventional at all about my list. Um, I did pretty well. I also went 4-2. I went 4-0 for my first four games. Beating up... Uh, oh boy, I forget. Uh, Warcon broke my Warcon curse.
0: I would beat a Warcon. Hey, of round of applause, everyone.
1: Um, then I played Six Flyrance, like I talked about earlier. Yeah, that was kind of hard, especially fire. <laughs> um, Then I played this weird ass Marine army that Mike Kaiser came up with. It was actually really cool, so props to him. But I did manage to beat that because warp spiders are broken. And then I played against this very vanilla army of just marines and pods and a scent star on foot that walks around. No, oh, it had a land raider, but that died. Um, but that was played by Chris Johnson, who is pretty cool. Um, we played before. He beat me because Drumstar exploded. But yeah, he's a cool guy. I like him. Uh, then I played Sean in the semifinals. And it was going to be a hard game because Sean's really good. Um, and he actually had a cool list of Eldar stuff that people didn't take, whereas I actually took the most commissioned Eldar list, you can imagine. And then, I don't know, I had a pretty good setup. Like, I won the role for first. I know we both took turn, turn by turn, so I had, you know, board control and things. But then Sean seized, and then he took my board control away and killed all my jet bikes. Bad things happened. And then, I. Warp Spiders mishapped and died, and I like, got shot and died, and then I basically just conceded.
0: So, so, like, so far, Target is 0-5 against Sean? I beat beaten Sean, in last like, 17 month. times. I said in the last month, Nick. Well, that's a
1: stupid clarification. Um, the last game I played Shookman, uh, it was it was your standard Eldar vs. Eldar match where, like, so your council kills just L-Bar, and the L-Bar run around with bottom to try to live. And the game ends on five, and I win, and the game went on to six, so he won. And it was very stereotypical for like a turn five bullshit win type game. Yeah, gotcha. it was a fun time. Um, didn't complete my goal of like winning, so I might not qualify for ETC, which kind of sucks, but uh, yeah. It's
3: fun but to win. You did take fourth overall, which still nets you some ETC points, correct?
1: Yeah, I'm actually, so I'm going to be in fourth right now in the tournament circuit thing that they have. Um, I only need to place, like, top five to qualify, so I'm doing that right now. But I'm pretty much out of events this year.
0: I know other people are not, so I'm pretty sure I'm going to get bumped out. On another note, I actually remembered who my round four opponent was. Uh, I played a really a really close game against Kurt, uh, Kurt Klaus, who's very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, knows what he's doing. He tried to rush me down with uh, random MSU demons, and I th- managed to hold my own by just a couple points.
2: Kurt was um, playing like a cabal star, basically. Not really a star; more like the cabal just kind of moved through an MSU army. Well, yeah. I mean, he had a fairly large unit of dogs, and then he had the the screamer the screamer host uh, formation to back it up. So it was very MSU rush down with like a cabal pseudo star kind of jammed into the middle of it kind of thing.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I got first turn with, I got first turn with wyverns with five wyverns. Yeah. List. And wow. he was debating whether he wanted to deploy in reserve, which I really want him to do. Cause it would give me a ton of time against him to just shoot him up mm-hmm. or deploy on the board and go for it and try and seize and cast powers and stuff. Or just try and rush me down. And he decided to deploy all on the board, and he did not seize. And I shot his Death Star up, so it had to split and go to different units. And I still think it was the right choice because it gave me like a one less turn to shoot than if he deployed in uh, reserve. But I just played keep the wyverns alive, um, put up shells charged into random units with space marines, and shot units to keep my wyverns alive as long as possible. I just kept shooting them. And that ended pretty pretty tight, uh, but and in my favor.
3: So, Justin, how about you? How was your experience coming back for the first time of the year, right?
2: Yeah, this was literally my first 40K tournament in an entire year. The last tournament I went to was Battle for Salvation 2015. Um, and I plan on going to more than one tournament next year, and I'll probably go to a few tournaments yet this year, just smaller local things. But, uh, yeah, I took a year off from 40K, uh, I played two games against Nick uh, and Jack before going to the tournament, so these were games like three through nine for the year for me, basically. Yeah, I haven't played a lot. Uh, so I didn't know really what was going on with the meta or anything. I took what sounded good or what sounded like something I would like to play, really, which was double Riptide Wings, so six Riptides, a, uh, a knight... Uh, t- gathach scrabble whatever pattern wraith knight with the death shroud cannons and uh took that in part of a pale court with uh, three units of five warp spiders and a farce here on a jet bike so pretty you know giant robot-y standard justin cook monstrous creature list um and i did all right I, did, I went four and two so just like these guys did and unlike them i i've played single digit games of 40k <laughs> this year so i feel like that's you know a pretty good accomplishment uh, what bracket I, play. Did you place in? I was in third bracket. Uh, I I lost to uh, I lost to tripartite Lance with uh, Libby Conclave because I didn't really I didn't really play the game that tight and I kind of made a mistake on deployment with the riptides I put on the table and then I also had bad luck with my uh, Wraith Knight scattering and uh, him getting to place it in front of three Imperial Knights that had phase form and yep. a bajillion D attacks. Um yeah, so I lost that game. Uh and I won I won two games against Eldar slash Taldar day one. I played against uh um Paul Maglino, and I also played against uh Chad Layton, Um and they were both playing Eldar slash Taldar with a Wraith Knight and some warp hunters and stuff like that, and I uh I I did pretty well against those and then day two I played against a kind of like a Screamer Star slash Artillery Company kind of hybrid, and uh, I went first against that. And with, with the army I was running, if you go first, you you know stand still, hailfire, and pretty much win the game. So uh, that, that happened. You know, I just stood there and blew the Screamer Star off the table, and then that was it. Um, and then I played Bark Star round five. And again, I didn't really know what I was doing against that and misdeployed my Warp Spiders and kind of lost the game because of that. You are playing
0: uh, against a Roll to win member.
2: I was. I was playing against Luke. And, uh, you know, I just, like I said, didn't really know what I was doing. And also, I don't think that my list matches up terribly well against that unless I'm going first. Uh, and then I get to do a lot of damage beforehand. But even then, I don't know how good that is. And then round six, I played Kurt, just like uh, you had played Kurt, Jack. Um, with his uh, corn demonkin cabal, uh, yeah. Trib- so, how did
0: his cabal work out against your town?
2: Uh He tried to bum rush me because uh, it was the last game, and both of us were really out of the running for prizes. So he just wanted to, you know, kind of play and talk through some stuff and everything, like talk through strategy and stuff. So he he wanted to see what would happen if he kind of did like just a flat out bum rush at the the wall of giant monsters that shoot a lot, and um, even with invisibility. On the uh, the kind of pseudo cabal star that he had, I killed the entire thing in one turn. Uh, with f- Did he make you shoot yourself? Uh, no, he failed to cast that.
0: Because mm-hmm. yeah. if he had made you shoot yourself, I don't care what else happens in the game, that's a win.
2: It's worth, yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, he failed to do that, and he actually <laughs> had managed to tie up two riptides at that point. So I only got four riptides worth of shooting off at the uh, at that unit and. Even with only four riptides and a wraith knight, shooting it, I I killed the entire thing, and basically that broke that army's back because then it doesn't it doesn't do anything else. Yeah, it's just a bunch of small units of screamers fighting a wraith knight, which doesn't work.
0: Yeah, riptide riptide wing against uh, against MSU demons. Nick and I have played that matchup a couple times. It does not work out well for the demons.
2: No, especially with the wraith knight. I mean. Yeah. the race knight is like the great equalizer if if it gets in there and it gets to kill all your little screamer units then bleh. and the double tap you just get to cripple a million a million little screamer units yeah exactly you're like one screamer is now fighting the whole army <laughs> so you know I, I had a good tournament I had a good time I always really like BFS I think it's because uh, it's towards the end of the year every year you kind of get to see where the uh, the metas evened out for the year before people take a break for the winter and uh yeah. and and then you get like a good combination of like this year it was itcfaq but nova list building and nova missions so it was like the best of of both formats really in my opinion
0: yeah i thought that was interesting yep i definitely cool. voted on their uh on their survey that i liked their uh, format yeah i did too yep. very cool
3: well I'm glad you had a fun tournament um a quick one quick aside uh you had no troops to speak of right justin mm-hmm. Would, yep. how big was that for just giving up literally two points because one of the nova secondaries was killed that's
2: a troops? that's a great question uh how many of your points realized it? one out of six people chose that
0: yeah most people don't know that's a thing my my I chose my that first... against uh sean and I, I think I chose it against Kurt because I don't think he had any troops. Yep. He's like that. If you don't have any troops, it's just, yeah, it's a yeah. big deal.
2: I actually had to remind Kurt that it was a thing against me. So technically two people. But my uh, the guard demon player noticed that it was a thing and picked it. And then everyone else was just like, huh, you had no troops. And then just moved on and picked other things. And I was like, "K, Why? <laughs> but, you know, like it was like, you just gave up two free easy points against me. You're either, like, really confident in this match or you're just making mistakes. They just don't realize. Yeah. They just don't realize exactly. that's how it works. Yep. Yeah. But otherwise, Cameron, it's a huge deal that you're giving up two free secondary points. It's just, I was,
3: you know... You want to play work. what you want to play. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, had, like, some of your opponents that didn't pick it picked it in your game, would you have lost a game or two? Um like I, I know it's like a hard call to think think of like right now, but off the top I of I think I would have
2: lost my game against Chad actually.
3: Really? Okay. that's Yeah if he had
2: picked that. Yeah I think you yeah, I think he was missing two secondary points and he could have technically picked that and just picked up two free secondary points. Didn't do it. Yeah.
0: I know my I know my game with Kurt came down to con in my army, getting his warlord trade off against uh, Kurt, which is uh, killing my opponent's warlord in a challenge. Gets me D3 victory points. Oh. (laughs) And I managed to kill his warlord in a challenge. He's chaos, so he he has to challenge. So he went into a random unit and he challenged my sergeant. He didn't kill him. And then Khan charges into the unit and heroic interventions into the combat and goes, surprise, motherfucker, and just kills him. And then we promptly had like a 10 minute judge call about exactly where those points go. <laughs> but wow. that actually made the difference. In the-
3: very cool. Very fun though. Well, it sounds like BFS was a roaring success this year. And it's glad to hear that all of y'all went at least uh, four and two surprisingly enough. Um, yep. Yep, I, yep. We are very, we are very strong competitive <laughs> podcast as everyone knows. But um, yeah, I was sad to not be able to make BFS as y'all mentioned before. I'm now in the great Midwest state of Wisconsin. However, She's infested wasteland. Yeah, right. Um, however, I did get to go to the uh, Dragonfall GT this past weekend from recorded. It was fun because I also got to go 4-1 on the five-round tournament and took fourth place overall with um, Harlequins and Eldar, which was quite interesting to say the least. So uh, any final thoughts for this podcast, y'all? Jack? Uh, not really.
0: I think we did a good job. Justin? Covering the, in covering the things we wanted to cover, so
2: I'll probably uh, I'll probably play test a little bit of the Gene Stealer Cult um, before probably. I just before I just give up on it and see if I can uh, make it make it do some magic
0: Let's and play see. it play it a bunch and then uh, so that I, uh, I don't have to. Okay, <laughs>
3: okay. Uh, I still think Gene Stealer Cults are definite fun army. They definitely hard counter Eldar, and I know I'm already changing my list just because of them. And lastly, I think that they're probably pretty good if you ally in maybe two or three flyers. Um, having the ground game of MSU and having the pressure of two or three flyers really can complement the army really well,
2: I think.
0: You know what they do lose to, though? Pretty hard? Secret meta list? purifiers
2: Purifliers? Are those like flyers that are purifiers? <laughs> okay. It's pure.
0: Purifiers and storm ravens. Oh, What? <laughs>
2: <Jesus>. Okay.
0: Purifiers. <laughs> I really want Purifiers to work, guys.
3: Oh, Jesus. So. Alright, Purifiers is our next title for our next intro. And with that, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We hope you uh, enjoyed it. Thank you for taking the time, either in your work commute, uh, hobby time, painting, or just goofing off and hanging out and listening to us. Thank you again, and this is Rotowoon signing off.